The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 3rd of July. Trump, Kim Jong-un and differing definitions of denuclearisation. The banning of the ABC from Nauru. Brawling in the Senate and on the basketball court. And Claire takes us through some housekeeping. Claire, first up, squeeze sayings. Uh, the soccer team that was missing in a cave in Thailand has been found, which is good news. It is good news. Yes, they're safe. Um, there's still quite a job to get them out of that cave, but a couple right. of the um, British divers found them. And if you go into the link in the email and you'll see exactly just how far down this cave they are, you'll see wh- exactly why it's so tricky. Amazing story. Yeah. Uh, The main news today, though, after all that, the meetings and everything, satellite images and intelligence reports have cast doubt on North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's commitment to abandon his nuclear weapons program. That's right. And experts are saying, well, this was never going to be, you know, a one meeting fix and everything was fine Mm. and world peace is assured. It was going to be quite a journey and here we are. So, yeah, one of the things that um, seems to come through is that anyone who has uh, a bit of background knowledge in North Korea and how they've handled these things over the years says that denuclearization means quite different things to the US and to North Korea and certainly um, the idea that North Korea is now continuing to build its nuclear arsenal uh continuing to look at its stockpile and build facilities to um, uh, to continue to make missile parts and, and the like. Um, yeah, there's, there's still a long way to go. What does Trump do now? What's the well, next move? The dialogue has to continue and actually the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, who's going to meet with his senior colleagues, um, from North Korea very, very soon said that it could take years to actually implement an agreement. So I guess there's some expectations management to be done. Uh, back here, the government of Nauru has banned the ABC from covering the Pacific Islands Forum, which is a forum for the Pacific Ocean nations that our Prime Minister will be attending. It's a big meeting this time. Um, You'll recall, of course, we've talked quite a bit about what's been going on in the Pacific region this year, particularly with China looking to Mm. curry favour with a lot of these countries. So the meeting in September is quite a big one. And what's happened is Nauru has asked um, both the government delegations but also the media to really limit the numbers of people that they send to the event because they just don't have the accommodation to to facilitate it. So when um, the Australian media put together their list of three people that they wanted to send. There was someone from the ABC on that list and the government of Nauru have come back and said that they wouldn't grant that person a visa because the president um, has really taken exception um, to the coverage that they've given him and his country in the past. So I don't think we've heard the last of this one yet. Uh, Still on Australian politics, something's definitely going down between Greens Senator Sarah Hanson-Young and David Lionhelm, who's a Liberal Democrat. This one's hard to miss. We better get listeners across it. It's one of these things that just continues to boil away and it's been been going since last Thursday. So in the Senate chamber, David Lionhelm told Sarah Hanson-Young to stop shagging men. He claims that he heard her talk about 
uh, violence towards um, women and, and the suggestion that all men were responsible for it, which he decided, you know, he was going to retaliate against. He's since sort of backed down on that a bit, but he still won't apologise for the comments that he made against the Green Senator. So, yeah, over the weekend, um, David Lionhill went on one of the Sky News programs, which was a problem. Um, all the accusations were repeated. And she's there's legal action now? Right. Well, yeah, so she's appointed some lawyers. They've gone to yep. Lionhelm yesterday and, and have sort of laid the groundwork for a defamation um, proceeding against him. Ugh, just the worst of politics, really. Yeah, well done. Good summary. <laughs> Thanks. Let's move on. Oh, housekeeping. I've got my feet up. I've got a cup of tea. Take it away. <laughs> okay. So very quickly, um, the police alleged uh, yesterday in, in court documents that Larissa Bilby, who was the 16-year-old, um, found murdered and they've charged Slatko Sikorsky um, for that, was tortured and, and detained before her death, which is just a really horrible mm. thing to think about. Um uh, Obrador, who we spoke about last week, the um, oh, the, Mexican, the Mexican election, yeah, yeah, left left wing candidate. He won, um, and won quite convincingly, uh, and uh, yeah, so on to the big chair and the big issues that he has to tackle there to to get Mexico on track. Uh, mm. And finally, Harvey Weinstein, he's facing new charges to do with a. Uh, um, allegations that a third woman has made about assault um, against her in, in 2006. And the other big talking point today will be um, not the Soccer World Cup, in fact, the Basketball World Cup. Australia was playing in a qualifying match against the Philippines in Manila last night. The game turned into a giant brawl. The footage is inc- it's crazy. It is crazy and just incredible to think, yeah, that a, a match like that could descend and the game was abandoned. So I don't know what they do in terms of qualifying, but, yeah, it doesn't look like anyone really covered themselves in any glory with that. No, apparently the Aussies, um, we did win and we did qualify, but um, once you see the footage you'll realise why there's not much focus on the result. It's much more about the, the fallout from that brawl. Uh, what's the subject line today? Look, the subject line is from one of my favourite songs of the last decade from The Presets, who are an Australian band, um, and it's a lyric from their song Promises, and it's um, Am I the Only One Who Still Believe In? And, of course, that has to do with uh, promises made by North Korea, promises taken by <laughs> the US, and whether it's going to come through. I'm sure there's still some believers out well, there. Well, let's, let's see what the evidence says, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, exactly. Good point. As always, uh, open the email every day this week. You'll go in the draw to win $100 to spend somewhere. And this week it's at Neoprene. And have a great Tuesday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.